Kentucky, do you uh, come from originally? Uh, Eastern Kentucky, the the um, extreme Eastern Kentucky, up in the Big Sandy Valley that starts at my hometown of Catlinsburg and runs up the Big Sandy River and borders on Virginia. Uh, what kind of childhood did you have? <laughs> Bad question. <laughs> well, no, I suppose you're uh, uh, probably mean back at my time there was really only two things that most of the young people's involved in, the river and the mountains, That's that was about all. Um, so we we grew up, you know, on the river and uh, in the mountains there, and, and uh, not in the, uh, more, it's more of a concrete society today, you know. Uh, uh, and back at that time, as I say, we, we, uh, we thought of a hound dog not as a song, but uh, something to hunt with. And, very close to the land, very, very close to the land and the river when I grew up. Of course, that's changed now. It's industrialized up there a great deal. And tremendous change in eastern Kentucky. I wouldn't swap my uh, childhood for uh, what the uh, young people have up there today. Well, uh, what, like, what did you do as a child? I mean, uh, I mean like, we, we get, like now we go to movies and we have all this other stuff, you know, we do this. Well, I was always pretty much loner. Uh, as I say, uh, my, my entire life centered uh, either on the river or the mountains. Uh, the uh, summers I spent, uh, of course, running trot lines on the Big Sandy River, and uh, where it, uh, the confluence of the Big Sandy, where it emptied into the Ohio. Uh, was all my time just about spent uh, on the rivers of the summertime. I had the paddle wheels on the river then, of course, and uh, and then um, uh, I ran a 14-mile trap line all my years of growing up, and and uh, hunted uh, then uh, during the uh, uh, wintertime. Of course, we had a picture show, but it only uh, uh, only on Saturday, only on Saturday. Uh, there uh, there's quite a quite a well, tremendous change in, in this day and time. For instance, uh, I can well remember when all the food was cooked on uh, Saturday and held over to Sunday. No cooking on Sunday, and of course, no movie on Sunday or anything of this of this nature. And um, I can say without any reservations uh, that I was pretty much of a loner, and uh, and all of my time was uh, spent uh, uh, either on the rivers or or in the hills either hunting or fishing or, or trapping, depending, of course, on the, on the season. How long have you been riding? All of my life. <laughs> I've been riding uh, as long as I can remember. I, I, uh, I don't ever remember a time when I, when I wasn't riding, and I've never really understood why, except that uh, I can only say to you, as you probably heard me say in one of my creative writing classes, that uh, um, where some people see something, they're impressed by it, or think something, they uh, want to talk about it. And uh, I had the great desire to write it. And uh, I, I can just recall uh, back in the early grade schools when I used to write a great deal of poetry, and I used to, always uh, a lot of little rhyming poetry and things, but I thought uh, everyone ought to be able to do it. But I found out then that everyone, you know, didn't choose to do it. But I can't ever remember a time when I, when I did not want to. Uh, put my thoughts down in words uh, on paper, and I always have been doing it, and continue, of course, to today.
uh, when was your first book published? Um, my first book was published, uh, I guess if you want to be real technical about it, at the University of Kentucky. Um, they published a collection of short stories of mine there when I was a freshman. Um, and then in 1957, I had uh, three books published uh, by uh, G.P. Putnam and uh, two by Putnam and uh, one by Crowell. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'd, I'd published uh, countless numbers of uh, short stories and articles and poetry before that period of time, but you, you said books. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember the date, uh, the one at the university, but uh, I believe the others is around 1957. That's uh, uh, not long after I was a student there mm -hmm. at the university. Of course, the, the, the short stories were published when I was a freshman mm -hmm. at UK. Well, did you try to get them published earlier, or did it take you a long time? No, I never tried to publish them at all, um, uh, really, until I, until I um, went to university. I'd written a, a great number um, uh, of books. Um, my Song of the River, published later by Kroll, I believe, in 57. Uh, I wrote that when I was beginning my sophomore year in high school, and we never changed, uh, not a word was changed by the editor uh, on that manuscript, but uh, I carried my manuscript, of course, when I came out of high school, I went in service, served in the South Pacific, and came back and went to university on GI Bill, and uh, some of my poetry that I was writing, and I can't remember how it leaked out, but uh, um, some of the poetry was published in the uh, Kentucky Colonel newspaper, mm -hmm. and um, then uh, I was asked to, uh, I was asked by a fine friend of mine, who I, I believe was retired at the University, Bill Ward, he may still be teaching part-time there, I don't know, he was head of the department there at the time, and later became a very close friend. He uh, uh, called me in one day and, and uh, asked if I would mind to let a, another distinguished writer, who is a very close friend of mine now, Hollis Summers, take a look at some of my material. and. Um, so I took him over a cardboard box full to start with, and, and uh, Hollis encouraged me to send them out. I'd never mailed anything out or anything, and, uh, and he suggested that I do it, and uh, I did not at, the, at that particular time. But later on, I did uh, uh, mail them out, and when I did, why, of course, they started uh, uh, being accepted and published uh, all over the country. And I, as I, I say to you again, I had great numbers. I had three or four novels uh, written and uh, probably some 50, 60, 70 short stories and I don't know how many poems. And, oh, they were all, I think all of them have been published somewhere, you know, since that period of time. When you were, when you were running, did you ever give a thought about publishing? Or did you just, no, not, uh, not really in the beginning and I kind of wish it was like that today. Uh, uh, you know, um, um, one tries to separate himself from the publishing world, and and uh, I think the happiest days of my writings were back when I was not involved with uh, uh, any editorial policies or anything of this nature here, just a matter of writing for the sheer love of writing. Of course, I write for the love of writing today, but you become so involved in um, um, the world around you that you can't, you can no longer isolate yourself, uh, really, to just um, uh, just the sheer joy of writing. Uh, so uh, the earlier days were the happiest days, uh, I think, and uh, well, I, I, I really don't see any difference in my writing from that period of time than, than today, uh, really. But uh, just, 
Just more enjoyable. I, I had no thoughts of publishing or anything of that nature. Of course, later, once I started publishing, you become involved in those things, you know. Uh, are your books based on your own personal experiences? Well, yes, I don't believe, uh, I think that all pieces of work to be worth their weight on paper, to be even worth writing at all, uh, have to be to a great extent autobiographical. I, I, I believe this, and I, I think that I, I would think that most would, writers would probably share my my thoughts there. I, I, I just can't see that it could be any different, you know, and I think you have to carry a great deal of the history of your time and your people and your land uh, along with you in your writing. I, I really can't think of any major writer uh, where it's ever been different from that. Um, what do you think are important themes to write about in Kentucky? Important things? Themes. Themes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's up to the individual. I think uh, if, if we, if we uh, go back to your previous question, uh, then, and, and I tell you that I think um, all pieces of writing to be worth their weight on paper must be to a great extent autobiographical, then I think it's determined by the individual, whatever uh, you know, touches his uh, his ears or his eyes, his land and his people and his time, and uh, I think these are the things that he'll write about, and uh, the 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 things that are important to him that may not be important to anyone else. But I think he must write on things that he's concerned about and things that he um, um, feels like are are important to him. Uh, I've always. Uh, uh, thought of myself in writing as being a storyteller, and uh, I, I wish uh, that we had, uh, I'm not saying that I'm a good storyteller, but I, but I think that uh, that my writing has this quality. I, I, I wish we had more people, uh, that more writers today working with these, uh, with these particular things. I think then we, if you're observing and you uh, uh, watch, I think you carry a, a great deal of the history of the people of the people at uh, your particular time in life along in your writing. It must be in there, and it is in mine. Uh, um, uh, there, there, there are several uh, universities across the country that study some of my works for the study of uh, the Appalachian region and, uh, and also a, a histories of, the, uh, of that portion of the Ohio River that I grew up on, and of course the, the, the Big Sandy, so obviously I've carried it a great deal of the history of the early shantyboat days and the paddle wheel days and, and the logging days and things of this nature out of my section, although I, I wouldn't for a moment uh, uh, say that, uh, that my work is isolated just to that particular area. In other words, I, think, uh, I don't think there's that much difference, really. Uh, uh, if you ride on a hill country, you cover great portions of America where it could set anywhere in any hill country in the same way on, on the rivers. Uh, I don't think the people differ a great deal in, in the hill country. I, I find a great kinship with them all the way from uh, the hill country in New York all the way through the south, and also on uh, the different uh, major rivers, the Ohio and, of course, the Mississippi. And, uh, and uh, 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 river people are river people, and hill people are hill people. I thought that our country seems to me to be divided into, into areas. We, we like to say that you... Um, uh, have the north and the south, but I think you have to include one more, and I would include the hill country. And 
uh, uh, for instance, here in Somerset. There's no difference here in Somerset than there is in Georgia in the Hill Country or in New York in the Hill Country. It's one and the same. Anyone here could go there and be right at home. So you cover wide areas, but again, uh, uh, if the work has to be to a great extent autobiographical, then I think uh, I don't think the setting is all that important in the uh, in in the. Um, I, I think the story is the important thing, and I think you use your setting to make it authentic because you must know what you're talking about in your description of, of the country and the people. Would you ever sit one of your stories out in Texas? Would you go someplace else? And oh, I, uh, I, I, think, uh, I think at a great deal. Uh, I don't think that in, in, in some cases I mention Kentucky, but uh, much of my writing does not mention Kentucky at all. People. Uh, may have a tie, you know, may feel like that it's about Kentucky because they know that I'm from Kentucky. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, others that would not know this, then I think they would may think it's in their own country or somewhere in the hill country or on some river somewhere. I, I don't think it, uh, it's patterned enough to where they could say, well, you know, this is in one particular area. Uh, as I say, there are exceptions. There, there are portions of my work that... Uh, that, that mention specific areas, but others that, that don't mention the areas at all, and, and it could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. Are you working on something new now? Writing a new book? Yeah, I've just finished a I've just finished a, a very long mm -hmm. uh, uh, novel. Um, in fact, of the matter is, uh, I, I've proofread on it some today. I've just finished it. I've been on it for four years, mm -hmm. and. Um, and finished the, uh, I say I finished, I finished the writing yeah. uh, here about a week ago, and then I've been uh, rereading and proofreading on it. How long, uh, how long does it take you to write a book? I mean, do you well, ever set a certain time to work? Like I say, how, how long do you write during the day? Or, or do you set it up before you even start? Well, I know where I'm going uh, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a book. Um, uh, I generally know... Uh, uh, about all that I'm going to uh, handle in it, uh, to even specific sentences uh, that fall mm -hmm. even in uh, halfway through the book or at the end of the book. That's not to say now that uh, you may stick with that when you, but I know where I'm going. I, I, now, I don't make a written outline, but I have a mental outline. Mm -hmm. And of course, once you get tied into it, it may vary considerably. You never really know, or I set, of course, I have a, a set time on writing. I, I, once I'm working on something, I work seven days a week, and I, um, I like, you know, you, you change. I used to work at night all the time. I'd write all night, and over the last few years, I've switched to early morning, mm -hmm. and I, when I'm working on something, I work seven mornings a week, and I don't break it for nothing. I stay seven days a week and stay right with it, uh, regardless of, uh, of how long it might, it might take. And uh, I, usually, I usually do several thousand words uh, a morning. Before I'm uh, before I'm through on it. Now, as to the length of time, it, it's hard to tell. It, it's it's difficult to tell how long it takes a book uh, takes to write a book. Of course, if you if you used all of the uh, if I, I could say to you that um, I'd have to include my whole life as a period of time in writing a book and what I've learned along the way to write one. But if you're talking about from the time that you sit down to start the actual writing of it. It's difficult then to tell. I've written uh, I've written a book in three days and three nights, and I've spent as long as seven years on another one. This last one that was on, I've been four years on it. I've been four years, and uh, some of them have taken a couple of years. It's difficult to tell, but I don't set 
uh, any specific time when I should be finished. I, I, I let the I let the book determine determine that. If it, if, if it would take uh, twenty years, it would take twenty years. If it takes uh, six months, it takes six months. It just it just depends. They're all different. I've never spent the same amount of time on on any book. Do you like what, do you write a paragraph and stop and take that paragraph apart and start over again or? <laughs> well. No, I don't, and I've never really recommended it uh, uh, here, except uh, I'm a little cautious on um, trying to recommend anything on writing, because writers vary mm -hmm. so much. I've always, uh, when I'm asked uh, how ought you write, I'll, I've always answered that by saying you ought to write the way you want to write. What works for me might work for you, or it may not work for you. Hemingway wrote standing up, and uh, who would want to do anything like that? A fine uh, uh, nature writer like Jim Kelvard used to write six months uh, out of the year and, and then spent six months in research, and he wouldn't do any writing at all during that six-month period of time. It worked for him. Uh, Twain said himself when he wrote Huckleberry Finn that the well went dry and he stopped for a period of two years and came back to it. That wouldn't work for me, but uh, it worked all right, all, all right uh, uh, for him. It's just difficult to... Uh, I, I wouldn't begin to um, say anything about how anyone works. I can say uh, how I work myself uh, for the first writing of the book. Uh, I don't like to be uh, bogged down by anything, uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't begin to write a paragraph and stop and tear it apart. Not at all. I, 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 and, and I worry about writers that um, would want to do this because uh, uh, you could end up uh, becoming so bogged down or disillusioned that you may quit after a few pages. And I think the important thing in a piece of writing, it seems to me, is to get it down on paper. Then once you get it down, then you can go back and clean it up. You've got something to work on. And it's much easier to take out than it is to put in. Mm -hmm. So I would put down, and I do, everything that comes to me that I think I even might use, though I may later on. Uh, as an example, I cut uh, in the in the uh, last writing of this book here. I cut over sixty-four thousand words out of it. Over sixty-four thousand words I cut out of, the, out of the manuscript. But I put them in there thinking that I might use them. But I say it's so much easier to take out than just to add in. That's the way I work. Uh, I, I do know writers that uh, that uh, they like to uh, feel like that they've got every sentence polished as they go along, and I I know that. Uh, they they really can't help it. Sometimes a man can't help the way he works. Uh, I'm delighted that um, I, I'm delighted that uh, that I don't get bogged down too much that way. That I go on with the getting it down on paper is the important thing. Then you can come back and do your rewriting and clean it up. Do you That's, write do you write longhand or do you type? Well, it depends. Um, I prefer to uh, accept with poetry. Now poetry, I like to write in longhand. I like mm -hmm. to work with it in longhand. Mm -hmm. But if I'm working on a short story or a novel, I prefer a typewriter. Mm -hmm. But uh, of course, uh, uh, with the exception, you know, of notes and things, if, if I'm where I don't have a typewriter and I'm, and ready to work on it, then I work uh, I work in longhand. But I prefer to go to a typewriter. It, uh, uh, I, I go slow and, and I leave plenty of room where I can write in and everything, and it's more clear and I can I can. Um, Understand, so I, I prefer the typewriter, but I do use a long hand also. Some writers use records. They record like everything they're thinking. They record it out on tape, and then write it down. What do you think? I know I've had so many people tell me I'll try that, but you know, yeah. I say again, uh, a recorder won't work for me. Now, 
it may work fine for some people, and, and, and uh, according to what we know and reading about some writers, it has uh, worked fine for them. But uh, not for me. Now, something like you're doing would be excellent because uh, after our conversation, you can't remember everything I say, but you can listen to it and you can type it up, you see. Something of this nature here. I think a lot depends on the type of work that you're doing. And and uh, to me, I just, uh, I, I just prefer to sit down, get up closed off by myself somewhere and go to work. Uh, do most of your books require a lot of research, outside of research? Do you ever have to get books on certain, to make sure you know what you're talking about, you go get the books. Do you ever do any kind of research? Oh, I have, I've written a great deal where it's required research, not so much in books as it has, of course, in articles and things of this nature. And of course, in your working with, uh, in, in your, in your uh, working with books, you have to, um, you have to do, you know, a certain amount of, uh, a certain amount of uh, research. It depends on the type of material mm -hmm. that, that you're handling. Of course, if I'm handling even a piece of fiction and it's, ha and it's having something to do with the river, and like logging on the river, something of this nature here, then I would, uh, I would like to go back to the, uh, to the uh, early uh, history and, uh, and read and see. Now, the real master, uh, I think in Kentucky, uh, of that particular type of work you're talking about, my good friend Tom Clark. I say, I have Kentucky history uh, when Tom taught it at the university, and we used Tom's book, and later we became very close friends. Mm -hmm. And he was a real master of the research. Of course, his books were, were, were history books, and uh, mine, while they carried a great deal of the history, uh, 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 were, were generally classed as fiction, with the exception of one or two. There's one or two that, of course, are nonfiction books. Mm -hmm. Uh, like you say, you teach a class, or you, you do work teaching a class at the community college. Do you like teaching? you find it rewarding? Well, I, if, if a man doesn't enjoy his teaching, then I don't think he ought to be into it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, uh, I enjoy very much uh, uh, lecturing. I always have. Um, uh, as long as you don't, you know, have so much to do that uh, it takes away, of course, from my my, my own field of writing, but, uh, but I, I enjoy it. I, I know that writing is uh, difficult, to say the least. Even when everything's going smooth, it's still very difficult. And I know that the majority of the people have a great fear of writing, and, and, um, and I always like to try to tear that fear down, as you know, mm -hmm. and to uh, let everyone know that it is important uh, what they see and what they hear, and that they should be uh, recording it as they see it, and so I, I, I enjoy all my, all my teachings involved, uh, either in writing or in literature. So that's all part of my life. And, and unless you, I think that unless you enjoy it and you're dedicated, you have no business in the field. There's easier ways to make a living. Well, uh, you, you mentioned lifestyle. Your, how different your lifestyle was. And can you go ahead and tell me more about? How your life differs so much from nowadays? Well, I, I don't know. That's it's such a, a yeah. It's it, it's it's such a it's such a broad uh, it's such a broad question. Uh, I don't think that. Well, for instance, uh, you know, I left home when I was 11 years old and uh, lived alone and uh, worked my way through uh, a trapping and fishing and hunting and. Uh, and things of this nature, put myself through the last part of grade school and through high school um, uh, here, and you had to accept, you know, great responsibility. It was on after the Depression, but uh, times were 
very hard. We accepted a lot of um, um, responsibility. We we didn't have to worry about television. It, I think, has uh, turned out to be one of the most destructive uh, uh, elements that we're faced with, unfortunately, when it could be one of the most rewarding. But but uh, we didn't have someone else planning our time for us, you know. We, we were... We, the most important thing, I think, that we were closer to the land. We, we were very, very close to the land. And call it a simple life, if you, if you want, and I suppose in many ways it, it was, although we had our dreams and our little worries and, you know, little periods of happiness and everything. But uh, uh, I think it was a much more rewarding life because we were not involved with uh, we never worried about psychiatrists, you know, or uh, dreamed that they had them like they do now for dogs and things of this nature here. I think basically uh, we faced problems. We worked them out on our own. We didn't have someone telling us uh, uh, how these problems ought to be worked out. But we never felt like if someone did wrong that it was because their happy whipped them when they were six months old or something of this nature here. We, we worked our own problems out. We believed in working hard uh, for a living. Uh, accept nothing uh, here in, uh, unless you work for it. And I, I think uh, to, to some degree this, this was the difference, but uh, the overriding thing I still believe was the fact of our closeness to the land and, and to the people, you know. Uh, I'm disturbed today uh, because we seem to have so little feeling for, for, for people and in my in my country, when I grew up, if someone was ill or something, uh, everyone was ill. You know, they worried about them, and they went to see about them. Neighbors got together, and they worked out little problems that they had. And uh, no one closed their doors at night unless it was cold. They never locked doors or anything of this nature here. They had total trust in one another. And uh, and we, we just, um, I don't think from the economic standpoint that the, the uh, uh, today, everything centers around money and trying to impress. Uh, in, at, at my time uh, of growing up, uh, th uh, this was not so. None of us had a great deal, but we, we didn't put a lot of emphasis on, uh, on uh, uh, of course, automobiles. There was not very, very many automobiles. Uh, and it was just, uh, it was just uh, a slower pace and accepting responsibility to trying to realize that uh, we ought to uh, attempt in our way of life to make life a little better for someone else. There was not near as much envy. Uh, even in the teaching profession, uh, uh, the, the, most of the teachers are not talking about their qualifications. Of course, they're much better qualified today. They've had more schooling and everything, but they don't have the dedication. Uh, uh, that that they uh, I think that they uh, today that they they did back at that period of time and it just um, it's just a, a, a totally different world and I don't think that that world is for the better the one we have today I, I, I think you I think you uh, can see great movements you know that's what the uh, all the uh, environmental groups and things are all about. Uh, now this thing of wanting to get back to the land. An old theme that was carried many years ago by um, Jack London and uh, James Fenimore Cooper and, uh, and of course Thoreau and these uh, people carried uh, uh, this theme back in their period of time and you, it's beginning to come to the front right now. Fortunately I lived in that period of time at least in my area I'm sure that 
that we were more we were isolated back that period of time that's no longer isolated in, in that country now you know of course nothing's isolated but television uh, now you know yeah.